Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Swanson. Welcome to my podcast. There's nothing better than getting into a really good book. In the past, I haven't had the best attitude in reading books, but if I find something interesting, I'm a lot more willing to read. When I was looking for a book, I wanted an adventure book with a little bit of horror. I landed on the book The Maze Runner, because a friend said it was a good book. The Maze Runner is about a 16-year-old kid named Thomas who shows up in a huge arena full of boys with no memories. He has to learn to cooperate with the other boys and learn his job. There's a conflict between the leader and Thomas because they have different ideas on how to lead. When reading this book, I felt like I was being transported into the book, and I was imagining everything as I was reading. This is called narrative transportation. It's when you can put yourself into other people's shoes and feel for them. Today I'm going to explain the three concepts of narrative transportation through the quotes of the Maze Runner. Let's start off with empathy for the characters. This means when writing is really powerful to the point where you're imagining yourself being transported into the book as a character. As the main character Thomas wakes up to 30 boys looking down at him, Thomas says, Where am I? Who are you guys? Who am I? This made me think about how I would have reacted if I didn't know who I was, and I was surrounded by potentially dangerous people. It made me think about how stressful and hard this situation could be. Moving on is identity with characters. I know the feeling of trying to lead when no one believes that you're going to succeed. Sometimes in football games, I have to rally everyone and try to get them to keep their heads up. No matter how far down we are, we have to keep persevering. The hard thing about this is not all people want to do that, and this is how I relate to Thomas. Thomas has to convince everyone that it is not safe in the maze. After a great speech, he convinces the boys to make an escape plan. When the monsters are coming after Thomas and his group, he says, No, you don't get it. They're weeding us out, seeing if we'll give up. After this, the boys charge through the maze and escape. Now before we continue, let's have a word from our sponsors. You know what I love most? Smell of freshly cut grass on a Saturday morning. That's why you should give Gentry's Lawn Care Incorporated a call. With a low price, and you're supporting local businesses, there's not a downside. Who'll do anything? Weed whack. Mow, rake leaves, clean your windows, it doesn't matter. With a low price and good attitude, that's why I trust Gentry's Lawn Care Incorporated. Gentry's Lawn Care Incorporated will never be in <laughs> Gentry's Lawn Care Incorporated. <laughs> okay, back to the book. Lastly is vivid imagery. This is something being described vividly in a book. An example of this is when the narrator describes a griever. It looked like an experiment gone wrong, terribly wrong. Something from a nightmare, part animal, part machine. The griever rolled and clicked along the stone pathway. Its body resembled a giant slug, sparsely covered in hair, glistening with slime, grotesquely pulsating in and out as it breathed. It had no distinguishable head or tail, but front to end it was at least six feet long and four feet thick. This was a perfect description of the monsters, the griever. Okay, so in conclusion, narrative transportation is you putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. It can be the main character, a side character, a dog, dolphin. As long as you can relate with them in some way, that's narrative transportation. If you can see what they're seeing, if you can visualize what they're feeling and what they're seeing, that's narrative transportation. Thank you so much again for our sponsors at Gentry's Lawn Care Incorporated. Go give them a call. I mean... 
Might as well. I mean, I heard they have some really good deals nowadays. So thank you so much. See you later, guys.